It is terrific to be joining you here for Book Club again this morning. Join me every Saturday for Final Draft, speaking with incredible Australian authors. But today it is all about favourite books and what we love about them. And today I'd like to bring you something different from the usual fare of Australian novels. As I mentioned last week, the summer break, it's just this amazing time when I love to explore ideas and read widely. So I dipped into a whole lot of different books and a short but powerful book I got into was called Women and Power from British historian and classicist Mary Beard. This book struck me and the reason I want to share it is for its exploration of how power is entrenched in a given society and particularly the role that language plays in reinforcing power and excluding those who aren't in the inner circle. Now, Mary Beard is a classicist and historian. She's known for her work um, on that sort of Roman and Greek, ancient Roman and Greek um, history, but also for her feminist principles through her writing, her public speaking and her media appearances. Beard advocates for gender equality in the fields of academia and beyond. And she's been a vocal critic of the marginalization of women in the public discourse. Her book, Women and Power, a Manifesto, comes from a series of lectures that she delivered at the British Museum in 2016, and Women and Power explores the history of women's exclusion from positions of power and influence in Western society. Now, in the book, Beard argues that women have been systematically excluded from positions of power throughout history, and that this exclusion continues to the present day. Women in Power takes examples through ancient Greece and Rome, as well into more recent history, to show how women's voices have been silenced and their contributions disregarded. One key theme of the book is the idea that language has played a crucial role in perpetuating the marginalisation of women. So, basically, Mary Beard argues that words and phrases that are commonly used to describe women in positions of power, words like bossy or abrasive. These words serve to reinforce the idea that women are not fit to lead. She calls for a reconsideration of language and the way we use language to describe women in power and for a more inclusive and equitable approach to the distribution of power and influence. Across the two essays, Beard makes this incredibly powerful case for the ways language can be weaponized against those who are not in power. Her focus is on women, but implicit in the argument is that those who wield language and the language of power get to stay in power. This got me for all the reasons that Mary Beard puts forward uh, about the historic marginalization of women, but also for, I guess I would say, the the more far-reaching consequences of these arguments. Language is a tool that is constantly called on by those who want to silence their critics, their challenges. And suppression of language, well, if we look at it, it was actually a key strategy for British colonial invaders wherever they went in the world. Here in this country, English is the official language, while hundreds of languages spoken for thousands of years by First Nations people are at threat, or perhaps spoken by a dwindling number of people. This material impact this materially impacts both the ability of those people to maintain and practice their culture, but also how they are able to access power in a language that was not originally theirs. And look, it strikes me, like we're currently debating constitutional change to enshrine a First Nations voice in the Constitution. And yet how many of us can listen to the many voices of First Nations people in their own voices, in their own languages? Language and power also material impacts people living with a disability. Many disabilities impact a person's language development, as well as their ability to put themselves forward to advocate on the terms of people in power. So, 
I've moved a little bit away from the central thesis of women in power, but Beard's essay shows us how language has been used throughout history to demonise or diminish women. But these ploys of the powerful are versatile enough to meet all challenges, unfortunately. I'm struck by this every time I'm online or tune into the news. Language is a power... The language is a power of, I've written here power tool. Language is a tool that is used by those in power to silence. So towards the end of the essay, Mary Beard observes that trolls are not particularly imaginative or nuanced and that one Twitter storm tends to look much like any other. Old tricks can be repurposed, but always in the service of the powerful. It's something to think about, something I think about whenever we engage in so-called public discourse. So that was Mary Beard's Women in Power, a manifesto. I absolutely loved it. I, I hope you get a chance to go out and discover it. What did you think? This was a, a different book club dealing with a different type of book. I hope you enjoyed it. Tune in, um, go to the podcast if you want to catch up on old book clubs and tune in Saturday for some new Australian authors. I'm Andrew Popel. Till next week, happy reading. Bye for now.